This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, March 15th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our working heat in this yes. house. Yes. You wouldn't think towards the end of March you would need heat in the house down here, but you do. I was going to say that's a dumb sentence for anyone that lives like where your dad lives. Right. But I was it. One place that we lived had a super sensitive, I think it was the townhouse heating, air conditioning thing. And remember, if we if we didn't operate it just right, it wouldn't work. Like switching between AC and heat, like we had to shut it off mm. completely for multiple hours. Like we couldn't go right from AC to heat. Yeah. This, yep. this system is working flawlessly. Why did you just Jink, ruin totally us? jinxed it? Why would you do that? HVAC jinx. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for opportunities where people are vulnerable with me. I think that is so cool, and I am really a very open book. Maybe sometimes to a fault, I don't have much of a filter in terms of what I'm willing to tell people about myself. Now, I don't think I say inappropriate things all the time where people are like, oh my God, like, I can't believe she's saying like shock value things. Right. But if somebody asks me a question about my life, I mean, I can't think, I can't come up with a time that I've ever in recent memory lied about anything in my life. Cause I just, you want to know something? I'll tell you, right. I don't care. And last night I was on a girl's night and it was really cool because we all have like different friends and we don't know each other that well, but we had a lot of vulnerability at the table. And it was really cool to see women opening up to other women that they don't know all that well and being so vulnerable and feeling comfortable sharing. And I feel like when someone is willing to share something with you, it means that you're a trustworthy person and that you're, you are someone that people can open up to. And I just think that's really neat. So it's impressive to me when I meet other people that don't have, you know, their guard up because I don't. And I just feel like it's a really neat, unique thing to find. So one of the things that I didn't talk to you about on purpose, Jeff, because can I, I, can I ask you two questions yeah. before you, mm -hmm. you tell me what you didn't tell me about your vulnerability thing mm -hmm. that you just were grateful for? Um, Number one, do you think the ability to be more vulnerable increases with age and maturity and whether it's, I don't want to use having kids as the, as the marker, but once you reach the, that age, I'm, is it easier for women to be more vulnerable? I... I don't know what the mark. I don't, I don't think I don't so. Wanna, oh, really? I think it's just a quality of a quality of people. Okay. I remember that 
Yeah. I remember, um, a couple years ago, I had some friends that were definitely older, definitely in uh, further along in their stage of like being parents and had, you know, had teenage kids and their level of vulnerability with others was always based in like drama. It wasn't saying, okay. well, let me get to what I'm saying, and but no, I don't think it's age. I don't think it's maturity. I think it's, I think there are some people that will always act like they're in middle school. And the second part of that is, do you think you are more in tune with your vulnerability or your engagement with other women since reading that huddle book? Ooh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Because you have- I might appreciate it more, but I don't think that I'm more open because of it. If that makes sense, because I think I've always been an open book, but now I can leave a situation where I'm in the company of women that I don't know well, and they're sharing their lives and they're, that are vulnerable, you know, the things that are hard for them. And it, I think now when I leave those conversations, I'm like, wow, that was really neat. It might just be a coincidence because of the, you know, life changes and and job changes and whatever. So you have your you have more time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting up at 3 a.m. Right. Or it could be because of the book, which the the book is all about the power of female community, right? Mm-hmm. So I have noticed you I don't want to say making more of an effort, but being more connected with female relationships, both personally and professionally that. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I like that observation. That's really interesting. Yeah. One thing that came up as we were around the table is the mutual feeling. And I don't know if this is for everybody or this is female specific, but. Oh, is this, was everybody attracted to me? Yeah, that was what we were talking about the whole time. So awkward. I hate that when that happens. Mm -hmm. Does it happen a lot? A lot of times when groups of women get together. They're just talking about you. And one of them knows me. They're like, oh, you lucky person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, But then, then we were talking about how something feels like it's missing. Like we don't feel like ourselves. We don't feel totally normal. And it's funny because one woman was saying this and then we all kind of said it in our own ways of, okay, there's nothing bad going on in life right now. There's nothing that I can pinpoint that's super weird. Um, well, I'm happy in my relationship. I'm, you know, like there's nothing, there's not one thing. And we went around and we kind of were talking about it and I had this light bulb moment and and I sent this out in the newsletter yesterday of like, okay, what if we are having some sort of like stress response, like post pandemic mm-hmm. funk. Right. And there are more people in it than we realize are in it because these women are like, we don't have, we have some things in common, but not enough to where I would say, Oh yeah, we're all in this together. Like we're all, we all have completely different lives and we have the same feeling of something is missing. Something is weird. And I don't feel like myself. And it started happening around the time of the pandemic. 
Okay. So I'm just, I'm wondering if women or if all people are, you know, I sent this out in the newsletter yesterday and I got so many responses from people saying, thank you for saying this. I haven't been able to pinpoint it, but I have felt so off. What would make it less off? Do you know? No. And that Mm. was what we were talking about is there's not one thing, you know, some of it was like, maybe I need more me time. Maybe I should start working out again. Maybe I should, you know, there were all these ideas being tossed around, but like the group of women that I was with, I mean, we probably have, we have decades of therapy between us yeah, and none of us could solve this puzzle of why do we feel this way? And then I sent it out when I sent it out in the newsletter and the response I got from people and the text messages I got from people saying, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. They happen to all be women. You seem to look at me right now like, yeah, I can't really relate to this. No, I'm I'm trying to find out what the, because I don't disagree with you. I do think that there's a guy version of it. I think there's a couple version of it. I think there's a, a relationship version of it. My, my I, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I agree with you that it's something. I also think it probably looks and feels different to women than to men. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that I do think that there's something odd. I look at videos of me from Instagram, you know, it shows up in your archive and I look at myself in 2020 and I don't even recognize the person, not even physically, but just that seems like two lifetimes ago. And I've been up until this point attributing it to having kids but that wasn't a common denominator with everyone at that table. So I think the common denominator is the pandemic. Right. And, you know, I I compared it to, you know, my girlfriend got married a couple of weeks ago and she said, you know, there was all this anticipation and all of this, like you're on right before you get married, like this high alert, you're running on adrenaline. And then after the wedding, what do we do right after the wedding? slept for like three days because you're exhausted. You're so tired because the adrenaline has worn off of the excitement. Maybe that's what happened with the pandemic. Maybe the whole world needs just a nap. (laughs) Like we were all running on adrenaline for years. We were in survival mode. We were doing everything we had to do to take care of ourselves, for the people that we love, for our parents, for, you know what I mean? Fighting for what we believed in to be the right way to handle the pandemic. Yes. No matter what side you were on, you were people, there was, there's no middle ground. You were either passionate side A or passionate side B and you would advocate for your side if you needed to. And now it's exhausting. You're right. And now that it's quote unquote over and we're back to what people are saying normal, you know, we're going to more social things. We're not masking as much. We're doing all of these things that were like our pre COVID normal, but we don't feel normal. Maybe it's, we're just coming down from two and a half, three years of being on high alert. And it's weird. And I hope we get it back. I think we should rename April Napril and everybody just naps. Shouldn't it be Napril? Napril. 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 I did read something. Naptober. Napvember. November. No, because that would be in November. Yeah. We need a nap now. Oh, okay. Now. What if we just change May to nap? I Same did number see, of letters. <laughs> I did see, and I pulled it for three random things, but you can do 
you know, I won't do it for three random things, but there was a Gallup poll that half of Americans don't ever expect to see quote unquote normal life again after the pandemic. I saw that and I have an issue with that, that normal changes all the time. Mm -hmm. So what the poll is actually saying is we're not going to see life the way it was before this huge moment happened. It's like life before 9-11. It's like it will never be like that again. Exactly. Or any significant tragic, not even tragic, any significant event that shakes the earth, you know, life is going to be different. And it's not necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad at all. I think, I don't think, a lot of it is bad, but I do think that the kind of emptiness, the part, the piece that feels missing, and I think the piece that felt like it was missing from the women that I was talking to, it feels like something is missing. It doesn't feel like it's different. It feels like there's a a piece missing. My hope is that we are able to replace that piece with either a new version of whatever the old version was mm-hmm. or something brand new. Yeah, and I, I hope think, so too. And I think that will happen. Um, we also have to acknowledge, we, we just have to acknowledge that the amount of negative input, and here, just hear me out because this is not going to be, oh, the world's awful right now statement. This is just going to be what I believe to be fact and the way the world works. Everything is a ripple in a pond. So our world, we are all living in the same pond. And when somebody throws a rock in the pond, it creates a ripple that goes until you can't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. And if that rock is a good ripple, then that's a, that's a, those are, you know, uh, circles, bigger and bigger and bigger circles going out there. And then if there's a bad Something bad, same thing. The circles get bigger and bigger as they go out there. And that sends bad stuff out throughout the world. And some ripples interrupt other ripples. Some combine and make them get bigger. Um, But they're all ripples. And there's just a lot of negative ripples Mm -hmm. in the world. And they aren't going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. It's just a negative ripple time. Mm-hmm. We're in we're in neg rip. That's what I'm going to call it. We're in neg rip, negative ripple time. The other side of the world is on, you know, fire. There's the war is going on. There's banks closing. That appears to be a very big thing. That's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. The economy. Mm-hmm. I can't even pay attention to things like job reports and stuff. I don't know what's good, what's bad. Inflation and recession. I don't even really know how all that works, but none of that is fun. Right. And even if you don't pay attention to it, you're getting hit by those negative ripples. So I think, I think awareness of those ripples coming in and the idea that energy can never be destroyed. So those ripples can't be destroyed, but energy can change forms. Mm -hmm. So if you have it in yourself, to put good ripples out there, you're going to actually change the energies of the good, of the bad ripples coming toward you. Yeah. Did that sound crazy stonerish? I mean, it didn't sound crazy stonerish, but you look crazy stonerish right now. Jeff is like 
leaning back in his chair like an old wise man <laughs> right now. And I've had my contacts in for about a, a half hour too long, so my eyes are starting to get red. Yeah, and you're like squinting just a little, little bit. bit. Okay, moving on. Um, We talked about Ellie being sensitive and empathetic mm-hmm. as much as we can tell with somebody who's two and a half years old, mm-hmm. but not even two and a half years old. Uh, and I, it was brought to my attention that there is a book, a new book called Sensitive that is going to, that is attempting to take the conversation about being highly sensitive, which is typically thought of as a weakness, mm-hmm. to be a superpower instead. Ooh, and love it. The whole purpose of this book is to say all of the things that give people that get people labeled, oh, you're so sensitive, are actually really amazing things. So a quick review of the book. Here are the five superpowers of the highly sensitive. Okay, and this is a very brief synopsis of of each one. I want to read this book. Uh, It's called Sensitive by Jen Graneman and Andre Solo. Uh, Sensitive people have so much empathy that the difference can be seen in brain scans, right? That's what mm-hmm. the, the authors maintain. Um, and that means that they understand when other people are feeling great, or when other people are feeling uh, bad, when other people, they're, they're just very in tune with other people's feelings. But a lot of studies insist that empathy is actual, actually the most essential foundation for excellent business leadership. Because you're able to read people. Okay. Understand people, find mm-hmm. their strengths, motivate them using that strength, et cetera. Um, for creativity, a mind that, notice, that notices more detail, makes more connections, and feels more emotion vividly is almost perfectly wired for creative jobs. So a lot of people think about ideas just appearing out of thin air, like, oh, this is, you know, almost like a religious experience. It just appeared before me. Um, That's not true. Most of history's most creative people say that creativity is often about blending observations and perceptions in fresh ways using emotion. And the more you perceive, the more you have to work with. Sensory intelligence is superpower number three. It means taking in more information from your environment and making your decisions based on that information. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's Um, Ellie Dollar. It is Ellie Dollar. Man, that kid will spend as much time standing at the side of the playground trying to decide what jungle gym or whatever it is that she's going to go get on. And observing other kids. As she will playing with the other kids on that apparatus. Uh, Depth of processing. Not only do sensitive people take in more information, they process it more deeply. So they will see and find patterns that others aren't able to do. This allows a sensitive person to connect dots that make them really good planners. Mm. And finally, depth of emotion. Uh, At first, having your feelings turned up to 11 sounds like a downside. And certainly strong emotions can be very uncomfortable from time to time. But intense feelings also make for a richer life and stronger relationships, which are, all psychologists agree, are key for happiness and satisfaction. So in the workspace, that skill with relationship uh, 
if you're sensitive, if you if you're if you have deep emotionality, if you're an exceptional listener, if people trust you, that's why you could be a really really effective leader or manager of people because you're going to be. And the, the book go-to. is literally called Sensitive. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm going to read that. Years ago, I had lash extensions and I became really, really allergic to them. And I thought they were gorgeous, but I just couldn't justify doing it anymore because my poor eyes were having such a hard time. One of my girlfriends is a huge fan of Thrive Cosmetics. And all those years ago, she recommended Thrive Cosmetics to me as an amazing mascara alternative to lash extensions. They have this liquid lash extensions mascara. It's got more than 25,000 five-star reviews, okay? It is awesome. It mimics the look of lash extensions without the glue, without the irritation, and without the salon prices. And it's a tube formula. So it wraps around each lash as you apply it, and it dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. It is so cool. And then when you're ready to take it off, you just get some water. It glides right off. Thrive Cosmetics is a really amazing company. It's certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They make beauty products with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, and all of that without compromising performance. Plus, the word cause is in the name for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have got to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 15% off your first order. Finding things to do with the little humans in your house is much more of a project than I ever imagined it to be. Ellie is... Not quite two and a half, but she is active. If she is awake, she is doing some sort of project. And thank goodness for KiwiCo because they deliver projects right to our doorstep. And she gets fascinated with things, which means if it's a good project, we are in it for a while. And we love that with KiwiCo. Her last project was a little medical kit that came to teach Ellie about going to the doctor and how doctors take care of you. It's hands-on. It's fun. She can play independently or we can play with her and teach her what to do. Now, she's two, not quite two and a half. These crates that come from KiwiCo go all the way up to a hundred and two and a half if you want is the only limit is your imagination now as a parent you want to find creative ways to keep your kids busy and challenged but you also want them learning things kiwico has got you covered they're not going to believe what they can build and accomplish with kiwico redefine learning with play explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem solving skills with kiwico get 50 percent off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico KiwiCo.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash upside. And keep this in mind, it's a great gift for the new parent in your life. 
it is front of mind for me right now to be less wasteful and try to reduce the footprint that I'm putting on the earth. And it's something that sounds really overwhelming and it can be, but there are things you can do in your everyday life to make a difference. And one of them is to use a Lomi. Now we had a ton of garbage. We're still a work in progress, but the Lomi really helps. Lomi allows us to turn our food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. It is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. It doesn't smell, it's really quiet, and you can reduce how much garbage you have in a week. You can turn your waste into nutrient-rich dirt, and then you can feed it to your plants. Or you can put it in your backyard, which we love to do. And you can get your kids involved. It's, it's a really fun family thing to be able to do and to talk to them about how we're doing our part to reduce the amount of food that we send to the landfill. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash upside and use the promo code upside to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash upside and use promo code UPSIDE at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. Jeff, you have been, you have a lot of women in your life in general. (laughs) You've worked with a lot of women. You're in a house full. You just are pretty experienced with women. And I am betting that you, like every woman in my life has had a friend at some point, a female friend who is dating like a giant D bag. Like just, we all know he's bad news. He's shown you who he is. Like, come on, dude. Like we all know how this is going to end. Yeah. Right now. I think you're that person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wait a minute. That makes me just kidding. Um, but you've known someone like that, right? Where you're like, we all know how this is going to end. Yeah. And then it ends that way. And you're like, oh, yeah. Usually, would you say that nine out of 10 times the woman in the relationship also knows she's just pushing it down? Mm. Or is it or is it true relationship blindness? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Because I don't, I don't think that I have that issue. But I definitely have friends that have. I am reading this story the other day about Tiger Woods and his girlfriend. Have you seen this? His now ex-girlfriend? I know that they have been together for for many, many years. And there is a non-disclosure agreement Mm -hmm. in the relationship, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating to me. And I know that she refuses to move out of his house, which is like a $50 million home or something. So... Here, first of all, what do we know about Tiger Woods before this relationship? Would you let any woman that you love in your life date Tiger Woods? Um, because you're maybe you're like, okay, I get the rich thing, but like, dude, like the drama with the ex-wife, and like he he is just not. We're not um getting good energy vibes from this guy, right? We're getting dramatic energy vibes, but he has a lot of money. Right. So, okay. That's like one thing maybe, but you kind of know if you're going to date him, you're not dating him because you're like, this is such a good guy. You know what I mean? Like he cheated on his ex-wife with what? 15 women. Like we all know this. It's public. He's like, yeah, I screwed up. Whatever. We got divorced. You know who you're dating. This woman, 
here's here's the end of their relationship is that she left their house or left the house that he owns, oh, I guess, that I she's living. did read this part. So shady. And he literally changed the locks on her when she went to the grocery store or something like that. No, he told her, we are going to the beach or something like that. We're going somewhere. Meet me at the airport. And when he got to the airport or when she got to the airport, his business manager said, hey, I just want to let you know uh, this relationship is over. This arrangement is over. Um, we have this plane to take you wherever you want to go, but you cannot return to the house. The locks have been changed. So she what? coward coward, but like what part of her, she's now suing him for $30 million saying that she was promised that she could live in the house, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I just want to be like, girl, you know what her friends are saying about her behind her back right now? Probably because I feel like I've had this conversation. Girl, we told you he cheated on his ex-wife with 15 women. And you're thinking that's not the guy that's going to tell you to go somewhere and then change the locks. Like what about this is shocking. But wouldn't you, there's a financial incentive. I'm shocked that she's shocked. Maybe she's not shocked. Maybe she just wants more. Maybe she's only gotten 20 million and she wants another 30 million. I mean, I'm just saying, just I'm just playing it through. This just me, you know, like the celebrities, just like us, like you know, rich yeah. people, just like us. Like she, no. not that she's rich, but like, yeah, she got. I mean, I've definitely out of the house, changed my, the locks. I've definitely in my day been talking to a girl at a bar and be like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta go pee," and then I'd leave. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of the same. This is like the rich person equivalent of that. Yeah. I'm, locking the house and giving you my private jet to take you wherever you want to go. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, uh, Sofia Rodriguez is a new mom in Argentina. She has twins, Valentin and Lorenzo. And she couldn't tell them apart. By the time the kids were two months old, she was so frustrated at not knowing who is who that she called the police department and asked them over to bring over their fingerprint oh kit so she could fi- and know once and for all which one was Lorenzo and which one was Valentin. And, and uh, the police came, tried to help her out, but the fingers weren't deformed enough yet. So there was oh no gosh. impressionable fingerprint. Um, the uh, she tweeted a you know a joke about winning the Mother of the Year award, and people are coming to her defense saying, "Look, if they're identical twins, you're sleep deprived, your hormones are through the roof, you know things. It's yeah, you're not alone in this. So, uh, I wonder percentage wise, I wonder how many people bring home, you know, a Justin and a Jason from the hospital." But by the time those kids are four, Jason is Justin and Justin is Jason. You know? I That has got to happen more than people are willing to admit. The only um, close friend that I had with, who had twins, um, he had uh, two twin boys and they um, painted their thumbnails yeah. with nail polish. Yeah. Makes sense. Your second random thing for today is Lunchables. Yes. I said Lunchables are going to be served in some schools this fall. So Kraft Heinz is working on a recipe that includes more protein and, you know, whole grains. 
in the turkey and cheddar cracker stacker and the extra cheesy pizza, pizza Lunchables, which is the one that we saw, they had to, let me tell you this about Lunchables. They had to change the recipe to meet the public school standards of the United States. And if I, that tells you anything at all about the quality of Lunchables. I don't, uh, I don't know that those standards are actually really high either. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like the bar, I know they're trying to make changes and trying to like federally mandate like healthier lunches. I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah. But I feel like for the government to say this food cannot be served to children in schools, um, that's really bad. <laughs> anyway, if your kid says they have Lunchables for lunch, they might actually be right because apparently in the fall, a bunch of them are going to be eating Lunchables. Uh, and your third random thing, also food related, uh, Post, the maker of Honey Bunches of Oats and Raisin Bran cereals, has released a cereal called Sweet Dreams. It's the first ready-to-eat cereal designed to bolster bedtime routines while catering to nighttime snackers. So wait, does that mean there's like CBD in it or something to make you sleepy? The cereals are made with whole grains, an herbal blend, vitamins and minerals such as zinc, folic acid, vitamin B, uh, and they come in two flavors, blueberry midnight with notes of lavender and chamomile and honeymoon glow. That sounds disgusting. They I do both, love cereal. Those, those both sound like adult films. You know what else you, you know what else you could do? You could also eat a giant bowl of cereal with tons of sugar and that'll also knock you out before bed. <laughs> and just wait 45 minutes for the crash. Yes. Um, they have all those calming ingredients, but they also have up to 13 grams of sugar, which can wreak havoc on sleep cycles. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about the upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing upside community can continue to grow. Recording today's episode a bit later than we typically do because there was a fly in our house. And for whatever reason, our youngest dog, Lily, hates flies. She is not only hates flies, like, like gets mad at them and starts growling at them. No, 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 no. She is full on terrified. If you have not been to my Instagram account in the past 24 hours, go over there and watch the saga that was the fly in our house. Because here's the thing, Jeff and I not really bothered by a fly in the house. Okay, the weather's getting better. We're going in and out. A fly will get in the house. It'll sure. probably die in a windowsill. Maybe it'll fly out. I don't know. We'll wrap it in a tissue and give it a, a, a water burial. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Lily had a meltdown. She went first and... Panting, shaking. Shaking like whining. a chihuahua, crying, cowering. We, in- gave her, we, gave her do- we gave her the doggy CBD stuff that we give to Sadie when there's a bad thunderstorm. She went up into our room and was huddled by the closet. Then she actually went into my closet and refused to come out. Then Jeff got in a fight with the fly because he's like, all right, we got to take care of this thing. We can't record because Lily's so upset. And of course, like it's our dogs. We do anything we can for them. And so Jeff is chasing this like crazy fly around the house, trying to kill it. We finally kill it. It comes back to life. 
Jeff killed it for a second time, we, and we, then we <laughs> let Lily see the body, so she knew it was dead. And she still hit, wouldn't come out of the closet. For, um, and I mean, we had everybody. I was on the bed. Her favorite thing to do is get up on our bed. I kept calling her up. She wouldn't come up there. Uh, after it was dead. After it would it was not dead. come up there. Ellie went into the closet where she was hiding and uh, it was like, hey, Lily, do you have tummy scratches? And Lily was like, mm, uh, no, I, I got I to gotta be on alert. I can't be on my back. I got to be watching for the fly. It was odd. We've seen her and she also does this thing where she's like, I feel like it's on me. I feel like it's on me. Like you just walked into a spider web and she's the like, it's best. on my back. It's on my back. It's on my back. We've seen her do that before, but this was next level crazy. She must have gotten attacked by a herd of flies. Something. In, in her native country. Yeah. Before we brought her home. Yeah. And now every fly is just some form of canine PTSD. Hey guys. The best shows are the ones where y'all make me laugh. And the Pope thing is hilarious. Let's all go call Pope Francis and maybe he'll give us some blessings. Um, but getting stuck in the car, I'm with you, Jeff. I would have eaten every croissant in probably the first four minutes. Thank you for the laugh. Love it. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Katie from Atlanta. Um, I'm listening to today's podcast, or maybe yesterday's podcast. Anyhow. Kelly's talking about the fact that she does not get Disney and does not get the hype behind it. Um, Kelly, I'm right there with you. And maybe, maybe it's because I have not been to Disney World. I am almost 38 years old. I've never been in my entire life. My parents chose keeping me healthy and well over taking me to Disney, which I very much thank them for. But I never have been. So maybe it's because I have never actually been to Walt Disney World. Um, I would much rather go to the mountains than spend a day in a crowded park with millions of other people trying to ride the same ride. That's just me. But anyhow, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Kelly. Um, I'm just listening to this morning's podcast, and I just have to say that I agree with you about Disney just don't get it. I don't find the attraction for it. I have no desire to go. My kids are 13 and 17 now, and we've never taken them. And thankfully, they've never really asked to go. So you are not alone and don't feel bad for your feelings. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hey, Callie, just wanted to stop the podcast real quick and let you know you're not alone when it comes to Disney. I freaking hate Disney with a passion. We have two girls and we've escaped going to Disney. They're 13 and 10 now. And we've talked about it recently. And they still, it's a no-go, thank the Lord. Because there's no way I could bring myself to go to Disney and just set that money on fire. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Hey, good morning, Kelly and Jeff. It's Ari from North Carolina. Wow, two days in a row. But I had to stop the podcast this morning on my way to work just to say that I think one of the things that makes your podcast successful, at least from my point of view, is that you are authentic and relatable. And sometimes people don't want to always hear the good. Sometimes people want to hear what's really going on. So Continue to be authentic to your brand, and it 
will be wonderful. Sorry about that. That was my morning alarm. You guys have a great day and love the show. Bye. Every morning, you have two choices. Stay asleep with your dreams or wake up and go get them.